Chapter 6 Alicia Firelight Del Morgan A few words about Alicia Firelight Del Morgan are in order, I think. She was born of the House of Fire and is the daughter of Gypsy and Rue Firelight Montgomery. She was married briefly to August Stonegarden Del Morgan. He died under rather suspicious circumstances when she ate him. Yeah. I should also mention that there are four extended families, if you will, of the Fair Folk. Firelight, Stonegarden, Windsong, and Fathom. But you'll be hard-pressed to find anyone left claiming to be of the family Windsong. That's going to require digression. The Fair Folk rarely, if ever, fight amongst themselves. Open conflict, anyway. They don't raise armies to smash against each other. There's simply not enough of them to manage anything larger than a small skirmish. Imagine the ladies' auxiliary as a reenactment of the Battle of Pearl Harbor. You pretty much got it. Evidence of the common market notwithstanding, there are more than twenty, but far less than a thousand of the fair folk. So I understand. The common market is open to all who can manage to reach it. Many peoples and groups go to the market, and the fair folk watch over them. So if the fair folk don't raise armies against each other, what do they do when one of the families comes calling about a feud? Oh, they choose champions and settle things with a nice, rousing game of chess. Or, more likely, fencing. Like the Olympics, only without all the protective stuff that the athletes get to wear. I don't mean you won't find the occasional poisoning over a blood feud. Just doesn't happen that often. The last real conflict occurred after the rather spectacularly failed attempt to assassinate the Magus. Idea for that one fell to the family Winsong. Why they thought they could overthrow the mages, something I've never been able to learn. I understand that the other families rose as one, but didn't rest till the lands of the family Winsong were soaked through and through with blood. I've had the unfortunate distinction of having seen what remained of the Winsong's family lands, and a more wasted, blasted, fallow place I cannot describe. I can think of no finer sense of relief that I have ever felt. Then when I turn my back on that wasteland for the last time. Del Morgan fought for the Allied families in that genocidal little conflict. It was only the second time that such an alliance had been forged. The other was in the Elrith War. It was the only time that the Fair Folk were ever in any real danger. I still speak with awe and hushed voices at that one. The Elrith were a group not unlike the Fair Folk, wishing to be overlords to all the people of all the lands, both far and near. It was a truly great and terrible war, I understand. There are other things, conflicts, both great and small, politics and intrigues, disasters both natural and most unholy. Nothing to compare to the alliances, nothing worth mentioning anyway. Except for one other little thing. Del Morgan stood against the popular uprising. The fair folk were unkind. The fair folk were cruel. Something like that. Many of the people, the lands both known and largely unknown, rose against the fair folk in that terrible time. What amazes me the most about the whole thing is how many of the fair folk actually sided with the uprising. Amazing that they survived. An army, no, a mob comes knocking at your door with flame and steel, desiring your head. And you answer, Hey, relax, I'm on your side. Let's get those foul vermin who have ground you under their boot for far too long. Amazing. Simply amazing. The hypocrisy. No, the unmitigated chutzpah of it all. Or maybe they just recognized which way the wind was blowing. Del Morgan would not bend. She would not turn traitor to her own kind. 
She stood against the popular uprising, even when they drove her from her family lands, deprived her of her very home. She did not yield, even when she was forced to flee her lands and home and hide from the strength of the uprising. It was unlike the Elrith War or even the alliance against the Windsong clan. Don't get me wrong. Popular uprising was a terrible time of unrest. Nothing was ever the same. Del Morgan fought back from her place of hiding, did not rest until the uprising was put down, and she had reclaimed her lands. But enough of this kind of thing. Enough of conflict and war. I've told you more of Del Morgan than you should need to know. I knew none of this at the time. All I knew was that Beowulf Drake was standing before me with a woman at his shoulder. She was tall, willowy, blonde hair, expensive dress. Leather greatcoat that flowed around her like a cloak and reached to the point of almost touching the ground. Matthew Drake, this is Del Morgan. She looked at me, saying nothing, and extended an arm as if she expected me to take her hand and kiss her fingers. I stopped myself before taking her hand. My fingers were still a mess from the food that Beowulf had acquired for me. I looked round and about the table, wiping at my hands, pushing them against my pants, against my shirt. My companion of the table was gone. He had taken one look at Del Morgan and fled without even trying to finish his story. Well, scraping fingers to my satisfaction, I took her hand with my own, touched her fingers to my lips. Why did I do that? I really don't know. The way she stood there, the way she looked at me, holding out her hand, it was just expected of me. I really didn't have much say in the matter. I had let go her hand before it even registered in the more coherent portions of my brain that I had done anything of the kind. I was still lost in the grip of that divine madness. I was tripping. I was so high I could not see the ground. Why'd I kiss her hand? Why not? Del Morgan didn't even smile. This audio recording of The Fearful Pagidian, Pin the Tail on the Donkey, is copyright 2010 by Keith T. Jones. All rights reserved.